0: Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father
1: to the child. Be a father to your child.
2: This is KGB. Coming up is DJ EFN.
0: And now, Manny Digital. And this is the Fatherhoods Podcast.
2: All right, Barry White.
0: Ooh, oh, well, that's our first intro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I thought you were gonna sing a melody after that. Twenty Twenty Nineteen is off. R and B. <laughs> Word, yo. <laughs> so what up, guys? Uh, can we date it?
0: Can we say Happy New Year? Yo, we always do, guys. Look, yeah. look, you're, those those that listen to us, you have to understand that we we try to record as many of these as we can. Like we said at the very beginning, this is our therapy, so we try to get it in every week. The release schedule is probably two, maybe three weeks ahead of schedule. So when we say things, they might be a little outdated. But hey, it's the way it goes. Yeah. Your parents,
2: right? Just being a parent, we become outdated. Yeah. Time, <laughs> so time,
3: time management is what we're working with here. Right,
2: right. Which I'm, I'm still learning. I, you know what I? Started to think to myself as the year ended and the new year started that I, I officially feel the new father fatigue. Like I really am saying to myself, whoa, that was crazy. And it's, you know, I don't know if it's going to end anytime soon, but nah. I officially yeah, I was wa- was thinking <laughs> that. What? Oh, no, I was wondering how, how like, if you notice the difference between
3: this being your first kind of holiday season with uh, with a kid versus
2: previously as... Well, it wasn't. It wasn't the holiday that fatigued me. It's just thinking back to the to the year from when she was born, and even before that, you know, the whole pregnancy and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I usually blame other things. You know, oh, I'm this. I feel like this because of this, or this because of that. You know, like literally, like I feel like you know, um, my health is deteriorated. My, I have no sleep, you know, gain weight eating like crap. Like I work out, but I mean, I I work out like crap more. Like I don't have the, you know, the stamina or the energy to even work out when I'm there. So I'm kind of like the class clown at my CrossFit. So, you know, I'm trying to find something like, damn, man, this has been a tough one. But then I was like, maybe that's what everybody's talks about. Like, you know, that, that, that that first, you know, couple of years of being a, a parent, maybe that's the, the deal that i'm going through right now come on okay. you saw me you saw me that first year you were like damn you're okay okay <laughs> no, I, I remember you I, yeah no i remember you and i was like yeah damn that is, thats that i'm starting to look like k or work, probably. <laughs> i, didn't, I probably have a lot worse habits than k
0: <laughs> i didn't see k in that first couple those first couple of years what, what Wait, was he, so bad he wouldn't have wanted to see me either if he didn't have to we were <laughs> co-managing and working together <laughs>
3: <laughs> i was just a zombie zombie land i i didn't you know because your lack of sleep and yeah. you're trying to figure out everything and juggle everything and um like for us we you know we did not have any kind of family support structure close by so you know it's all Which hands on deck all the time yeah yeah
2: it's it's nuts, so, man. yeah so i felt like a crazy man
3: <laughs> i don't <know> what the <laughs> hell is going on.
2: and and then in terms of the holidays for me was the fact i would have probably been You know, not any worse or any better, because it would have been crazy just because of the the scenario of of having a a newborn or not a newborn, a baby. But um, I got sick and I've been and I hasn't I haven't been able to shake it like I I don't want to jinx it. I think I'm on the tail end of it now, which is going on a little bit over two weeks now. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I've done things I've done things like travel to cold places and done drink champs and done things that have probably set me back when I was getting better. But that and then and then now my the baby got sick, which I want to talk to you guys about, because it's the first time that, that we're experiencing, you know, our, our child being sick. But um, you guys ever saw that commercial where it's like the I think it's a father it might be both parents, but I think it's the father where he's like sick. And, he, and I forget what commercial or exactly what it's about, but he like walks in and he doesn't feel like doing something, but then he has to because he has a, a kid. Do you
0: know what commercial that is? It's a pharmaceutical it's like, something, like, right?
2: It's like, bro, like you can't just like lay down, like you're. It doesn't matter if you're sick; the baby still needs you. Yeah. That's how I've been feeling. Like I've been thinking about whatever that commercial. I'm like, damn, because I just want to like go into my bed, get into fetal position, and then I like, look at my girl because I'm like, I'm like, damn, nobody wants to care for me, bro. Like you know, <laughs> does anybody Always. like pat my oh, when you... my my forehead or <laughs> buy me chicken soup? You know, like.
3: Yeah, when you when you're sick and you especially you have a little one and uh, man, I, I remember when I got I got my wife went back to to on, on some trip like she was gone for when she went back to work right. and he ended up midway he ended up getting like uh, a double ear infection so he was miserable and then he gave me his cold and then i ended up getting an ear infection so i'm taking care of him oh, and then i had the fever and the ear infection and he's all fucked up and, it, and you just can't like you yeah.
2: know,
3: you just have to power through it basically and that's that's but, yeah, but,
2: rough but my question is how do you power through it and then get better like that's the thing it's like you there has to be some you know i don't know i mean i'm figuring it out i'm sure you just your body eventually powers through it, like you said, and just recoup. I mean, I w- luckily I had a doctor's appointment anyway scheduled. I had to get blood results. Um, and the, and I, you know, I showed up sick and I'm like, and the doc checked me out. He's like, ah, you don't have yeah. fluids in your lungs. You're, you know, it's, I, I have, I also have sinus issues. So what happens is that when the, our quote unquote winter comes in, our new weather comes in, I, my sinuses start acting up. And then, and then my doc says that I have like a nasal situation where he's like, basically you kind of trap your Your stuff up there, and if you have nasal, you know, infection, then it just, and then if a cold season, it like all bundled up and came as a perfect storm for me. And I'd say say it's all on the sleep. It's as much sleep as that you can get. Then
3: that's okay. Well, talking
2: about that, and this is just me venting right now. And then my girl listens to our podcast, so I'm gonna hear shit. So, (laughs) so besides me feeling like a fucking a baby wanting to be pampered by somebody, a nurse, I need like someone to help me out and make me feel better about life. Um. My girl, like, I, I, I snore. I'm a snorer. And um, when I drink, and I'm assuming when I'm sick, it's I snore worse. worse yeah. You know, so, and then my girl used to be all right. I mean, we we haven't lived long together. But when, you know, we slept together on several occasions, and she, and she lived with me, you know, for a while before the baby. And she had really not too many issues with me snoring. But ever since, I guess she has to get up also because of the baby. She's a light sleeper now. So she wakes me up every time. I'm fucking, well, almost every time. I'm snoring. So I wake up feeling like utter
0: shit. <laughs> Wait, like tell me how, tell me Does she like push you mad hard to try no, to knock you no. out of No, no.
2: Well, she tries different methods. Like <laughs> there's been the babe or there's been the slowly puts her hand on my head and she says uh-huh. that she tries to like not wake me up, move me type of thing. Yeah. She always wants me to go to my side, but I sleep best on my back. Yeah. But obviously I snore more on my, on my back. And I remember, like, last night, man, you know, I'm sick, so I'm trying to get the best sleep so I can recover. Because in my mind, I'm like, I need to recover so I can work, so I can feel better, so I can be a better father, better partner, everything, you know, better provider. So I'm like, this is working. This should work for you. Like, come on, help me out. But I get it for her. For her, too. She needs to take care of the baby.
3: might want to S- do the uh, slept- separate sleeping while you're sick. Oh, no. For, we for, do. For well,
2: no, no. Well, when I do drink champs, I sleep on the couch. Uh, <laughs> I've talked about that. <laughs> you know, I don't even try, you know. And, and then she has this thing now where she kind of comes. I have a little um, sofa in my office. She comes to the sofa in my office. But, uh, but yeah, man, she wakes me up. Last night, specifically, I remember, like, I was having a dope dream. I was, like, in full, like I took NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I was like, ah. And then I feel like. Hey, get on your side and i just fucking like <laughs> yeah you get I'm like, tight and then I, I i'm awake now and i'm not you know like it's not the same and then i wake up mad tired today i woke up mad tired but then bundle all up and then then we have now i think it's been two or three days now the baby got sick and then the baby's teething oh and sick you know she had a slight fever which scared us but then it, we took gave her like baby tylenol it went away. And it's so sad to see our, you know, her for the first time sick and having, you know, congestion and, and, and runny nose and her suffering with that. It's just it's breaking our hearts, man. D- did, did you, you shed a tear? It? No. But I mean I get sad. Yeah. <laughs> did you take her to the doctor? <laughs> I shed tears over it. Huh? Did you take her to the doctor? No, we didn't take her to the doctor. Um we were we would take her if, if we felt the fever persisted. Right. But we keep monitoring the fever and and she was at 101 which is is high enough but it's not that high but it went down from there it went to 98 yeah so, from what from what
3: they the doctors say and you read and stuff like for, especially for little kids the 101 is is that for for adults it's probably
2: you know more concerning but for kids right. they run
3: warmer naturally so
2: yeah. And then my girl did, you know, her, did her little Internet research and got like homeopathic baby stuff and uh, like a chest rub. And uh, and um, she got like this uh, nasal thing to help clear the nose. And and it seems you know, we did like a bunch of little things and it seems to be helping her. And, and it's, just, it's just you know, it's just sad for a first time parent to see her. Your baby you know because the baby can't can't express how she feels she just looks at you with like puffy eyes and nose running and Mm. she she looks miserable and then she's teething and then she's crying you're like is it because she's sick or the teething part and it's both and
0: and yeah so it just it's crazy man do do y'all hear you might know this e but have y'all heard about that onion remedy
2: no, what do you do? You just so it's it's basically
0: it's like the onion sweats is the best way to describe it. So you put on, you cut you know onions or whatever into like the you know strands or what have you, right? And then you put sugar on top of them, and then there's like a I don't know, it's like a natural liquid that comes out of like onion juice, but it's mm-hmm. kind of thick like a, a syrup almost, right? And that is supposed to be good for the kids when they have colds. And uh, where, How do you deliver it to them? Like, how do you... <laughs> I, I mean, we use uh, a, gosh, but what the f- Do they drink it? Yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's, body, yeah. Like... It, it's oh. an oral, like a liquid oh. that they drink. And that supposedly does wonders. I mean, we use it all the time. I couldn't tell you for sure how well it works, but it doesn't hurt. Outside of the breast milk like onions, everything else is pretty good. So where'd you
3: walk? where'd you get this? uh oh, this concoction.
0: Is, this is very old Dominican recipe. Uh, I'm about to say
2: it has to be Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> Something mad American, like, well, you know, the onion, but you <laughs> know, like a little accent to that. <laughs> <And> I <onion. laughs> it, it, I mean,
0: I think I think it is Dominican because my wife's Cuban, and she was like, I don't know nothing about this, she but but, that one. One. but I'm we had to in. do
2: Santilla to get rid of the cold. <laughs> Put water under my bed. <laughs> Are you breaking up? E, oh, I'm moving. My, yeah, my, <laughs> sorry. It's all I'm good, busy, man. <laughs> you know, the other thing, I, I actually wanted to, not to keep talking about myself and, and my sorrows because I'm, I'm here only talking about myself. But when I cough or when I clear my throat, my my girl's getting mad at me because she's saying I'm gonna wake up the baby, and I'm like, fuck out of here, man. Like I'm dying <laughs> and I can't clear my throat. I can't cough. Like you think I'm coughing for for fucking shits and giggles? Because I do some horrendous coughs though.
0: Didn't we talk about this in a previous episode? Like conditioning the baby to be around noise?
2: Yeah, we spoke about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I believe in it. And when I'm with my daughter by myself, I do things normally Normal. and loud and talk around, you know, like she'll I'll be holding her and I'll be and she'll be asleep and I'll be talking and even recently I'll be coughing. You know, I won't cough on her, cough to the side, but she does not wake up with me. You know, she, she's used to it, but my girls definitely worried about it I mean and to her defense because she's gonna probably be the one to deal with it more if the baby wakes up if you know at that moment. yeah you know what it is it's just that the
3: whole once you start having lack of sleep, like all the things that we talk about, like oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, or I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be loud and condition the kid to sleep through it. Right? Like we want to do that stuff, but then when you start losing sleep, then it, then you throw that shit out the
0: window. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, man, right, we got to right. make sure that the, that the baby sleeps. Yeah, you're right. Last night was a perfect example of that, actually, because we, yeah, we we were trying to pretend like shit was sweet, and then the baby woke up like three times, and ended up in our bed again. And I'm not good with elbows in my ribs. It's just not me, bro. I'm used to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm used to it. We did uh, we we did our first uh, international travel with uh, our son over the holiday and that was that was a mission. A, it was a good mission though. I mean
0: he's now fi- I he he's- can
3: do a, now, now I know he can do a long flight and so he's five. Oh, no. Six. Six. He just turned six. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. Did you got did you guys rely on like electronic devices?
3: Um yeah, I mean we luckily the cuz luckily the plane had the built-in T- entertainment right. system into it. Um so but it's a you know that's a that's a whole it's, it's like a whole mission so the the first flight is 11 hours and then you know you got to get to the airport 2 or 3 hours before that and then We got to our one stop and then we had a layover and then had to rush to get to the gate. And then you got another hour, some odd flight. And, you know, so, it's all, but he, he traveled well. I mean, I was a little nervous about, I mean, he's traveled before to like back and forth to New York and stuff like that. And like a six hour flight, something like that. But,
2: um, yeah, he did all right. He did all right. Yeah. When was the first, how old was he was the first time you guys traveled? Um... Y'all ever did the baby thing traveling? Yeah, let's see. Uh, When he was
3: right before he turned one, we we flew to New York. Um, I'm thinking of going to LA with her. Yeah, probably probably like right around when he was one, because I know we did his 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 one year birthday in New York, so we we were out there for you know maybe about a week prior to that. So I think that was his first flight.
0: He was fine. my, My son did the cross country. He was three months old when oh, he damn. first got on a flight. Okay. Mm. And then we did that whole international joint, too, with all three kids and my mom. And we That's went, right. I we remember went, you said yeah. that. Yeah. We went to a few countries. It was, like, for me, we, we I guess, are lucky or just, I don't know. We My wife and I work really well together when it comes to, like, all right, figuring out who's going to do what on the flies and all of that. So, organizationally, it, it works. But what i appreciated from the flight or sorry from the from the international trips was how good a trooper my kids are so like it was hot as hell in italy and we had to walk a ton to do all the stuff that we wanted to do and they're not accustomed to walking they didn't grow yeah. up in a city really that you could move around like that so i'm like that was my biggest fear going in and yeah, you have your occasional like I'm tired. All right, cool. Let's take a break and get some gelato. But outside of that, like it was it was straight. And that's my that's always my concern when we travel, especially like places where you got to walk cuz these kids get lazy and it's a rap.
3: So, yeah. Nah, so that's, that's true. But I think just overall traveling, I I think it's important to for me, I'd rather spend money on experiences than on mm-hmm. stuff and yeah. and you know the the more places that my son can go see early on in life i think the better it's going yeah, to be for him i didn't get, i didn't get to see much of anything you know aside from bouncing around like place to place for uh, when i was growing up in terms of just like moving around for a living and shit like that but but is uh, but actually being able to go see different countries and different stuff i think uh, you know the more that i can get my son to do that i think that that'll pay off in the end for him
0: I'll give you a quick example. So I, I, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. I was at my son's school, and he was uh, the teacher had them write like a three page book, right? And it was about a place they'd visited. And he decided to use Pisa when we went to Italy as the the topic. And the teacher was very impressed with all the things that he knew, not just about Pisa, but all the things he remembered from that trip. So we went to Italy. We went to Brussels. And, like, he depicted so many interesting details that both fell in the historical context. It's, like, stuff that you might learn, you know, in a history book, right? He was able to take that and then mesh it with, like, some of the real-world experiences. Like, you know, like, we were at the Leaning Tower and, you know, down the street, a souvenir shop. I, you know, whatever. Found this little trinket or what have you. Like, she was really impressed with how he was able to combine all those things and then bring it to the classroom Uh, because it's been, I don't know, it's been a couple years now since that happened, and that that to me was like, that's one of those moments that I almost shed a tear, because just to your same point, Kay, I would much prefer spending money on experiences, especially like that, because it does so much for the kid, like, more than I can even understand at the moment, like, it's just, they carry themselves differently since we've been back, like, they look at things differently, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's not like we went to, like, an impoverished country or anything like that, but culturally you see the differences and they picked up on that quick so and the that,
2: world is cool. bigger for them that, that's what yeah. i i've always thought i think we did talk about this before but i feel that when kids especially when they're in school already or in their neighborhood their their problems are, are in that little world and they think that's the world but when you when they travel and they see that there is a huge world out there with all different cultures and different people then they come back and all their little worldly problems that they thought were that one world they're it's bigger than that for them, and I think they can they can handle things a little bit better and see the bigger picture. <clears throat> you also got to take advantage of the uh, your your daughter flying for free. free? Before... <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this question because this is the part that I'm like worried about. Like, how did you uh, change diapers on the plane?
0: They got a changing table. They do in the bathroom. Yeah,
2: in the bathroom.
3: Yeah.
0: No way. Yeah, right I above that bathroom
2: little ass bathroom. <laughs> yeah,
0: right above tight, the toilet. It'll work. It falls down. Oh, that might work.
3: But do you yes. know what else you could also do is you get those little, you know, the little changing mats. We have the mat. Well, yeah. It's, so it's I mean, not, if you if you need, put it on to, your lap or something, or on the yeah. If you need to, or or put it on the other on the chair. You know, when yeah. you get up, or put it on the chair and knock it out quick. Well, I don't want to stink up the whole
0: spot if she. Did yeah, I mean, the, the, depending on two. what,
3: depending on what she did.
0: I don't think people are gonna care that much. Well. <laughs> and um, I don't know about that. <laughs> right? Yeah. No.
2: And and going back to um, her being sick. What what was the ages that your kids got sick, or the youngest age that that your kids got sick? Mm. like I had a friend today. He's like, "Oh, wow, that's great! My kids got sick at like two months, and your kid is about to be eight months, and that's a good sign." I'm like, "Is yeah, it I,
3: really?" I, I think probably around man, I maybe. Probably around the six, maybe six or seven month
0: mark, I think. I, yeah. I can't. It's a little fuzzy. Like when I don't know what month it was, but when teething kind of started real, just, real heavy. Like, was, yeah. That's when like fever started, and he was more susceptible to getting colds. fences are lower. Yeah. And then
2: imagine I've been sick two weeks around her, so it's like I feel like it was inevitable. She was gonna and and then my girl's getting sick too now. Oh, wait wait, wait till she gives you some of that uh
3: some of that preschool or kindergarten goodness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Back, to, Back to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, 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 that no, shit is no, no. that shit is damn near lethal. Oh, it's lethal.
3: I had never oh, been so damn you. sick like
0: that. Well, you said it. You got you got ear infections and shit. Something yeah. you probably never had before.
3: Yep, exactly. Yeah, nah. It's exactly. Not,
0: it's not no, a that, bad that, deal. I don't want
2: the children Ebola, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: too too bad. You're gonna have to get it. Yeah. Just <laughs> eat, Get your vegetables up.
2: Uh, another thing too um, that I want to bring up, and I wanted to bring it up last time I forgot, but so my girl's been like all like paranoid, and, and I mean I don't. Want, I guess it's kind of hard because you don't want to jinx yourself that that something is wrong, but she's like, oh, you know, I'm worried that maybe she, you know, she's autistic or this or that. And I'm like, no, man, she's fine. She's a baby, cause she, cause our baby like repeats herself. She goes ah 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 ah, like, I don't, I that, that's baby talk. I mean, do you guys? Is there anything weird like, were your kids uh reciting the encyclopedia by age seven months? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's all normal. I mean, I
3: mean, even now, so kids basically do ticks, right? They do weird shit. Right, Uh, Not necessarily all of them, but like, so my son, maybe about a year or so ago, he started doing some strange eye movement where it looked like he was like opening his eyes or rolling his eyes Mm -hmm. a lot. And it was, and I'll just, all of a sudden one day it started going, you know, he starts doing this and it looks scary and like, what the hell, (laughs) you know, he's totally normal, but he's doing this, this eye movement over and over again. And at first we we're like, yo, you, you got to stop doing that. And you know what, you, <laughs> you know what you're doing? doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing that? You got to stop doing it. And it's like, oh, it feels good. Or, you know, <laughs> and we even mentioned it to the doc. We took it to the doctor one day cause it was kind of persisting. And, right. And the doctor said, well, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. Kids do these ticks and they're kind of figuring out how their body works and that kind of stuff. So, they do. I mean, he, he's still doing, like, that went away, and we're like, oh, thank God. And then a couple months later, I started doing it again. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> you
2: know? So you mean in older age, you still do this thing, this stuff? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yo, I got, yeah. I got an 11-year-old daughter. She still does wild, loopy shit like that. Really? It's completely yeah. normal. The kids kids like to be weird. Like it's well, I
2: mean, I mean, I don't think a baby knows that they're being no,
0: of course, of course, course. right? But but she's going through her like discovery, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like
2: like, I mean, what she it doesn't alarm me at all, right? But but my my girl, you know, rightfully so, I understand. She's she's nervous about different things, and oh yeah, basically the baby just bounces up and down and like like and then moves her hand like this, and you know, and she's like "Ah, ah ah, but I'm like she's discovering her body, she's discovering her voice. And she's gonna. That's she can't talk, so she's just gonna keep repeating and, oh, yeah, and sure. doing the same thing over and over again. And but every, but every, every day she does something new, which I think is very promising. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And, but the, those
3: ticks, I mean, they definitely freak. I mean, even now when he still does stuff like it, sometimes it's the eyes. Sometimes he's doing weird stuff with his nose, or he's, you know, picking at his finger. You know, just doing weird shit, and it's not. It's some of its discovery, but it also, like, especially when they get a little older, um, can be, can be stress-related as well. Yes, like, right. cha- changes in whether it's, like, going to, you know, they start a new school or there's changes within the household or there's just different things going on. Like, I guess the, the kids just, whatever that stress buildup or whatever is causing a, some kind of change can manifest. and
2: I mean, I'm stories. sure as adults we do weird yeah, yeah. things we don't notice, you yeah,
3: know? Yeah, for sure. But like with the kids, it's way more evident just in terms right. of like the, the facial ticks and some of the stuff that they're doing. So,
0: I mean, you guys—you guys are first-time parents and you have an infant, so it's—it's it's, you know something that you guys are just gonna have to go through. And you—you, you, I think you're doing the right thing. E, like you, it doesn't sound like you're like, "Come on, stop walling out to to your girl." But you're you're no. like you're like you know trying to make sense of the situation, which is the best thing that you could possibly do. Alright, so now on the line we got
2: my boy, my brother, my Crazy Hood brother, he's a part of my crew, Crazy Hood Productions, Paul, a.k.a. Icky Hood, a.k.a. Weird Thoughts, a- He Dream chance Sports, a.k.a. Family First, a.k.a. What What else are you, what are
0: you? Dream Big uh, Hip Hop.
1: Dream Big a- Hip Hop. A.k.a. A- 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 slap your Mama.
2: Okay, <laughs> so <he, laughs> Paul is one of my best friends. Um, I'm um, I'm um, Godfather to three of his of his his first daughters that he had. He has five. You 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 have six kids. We could safely say that, right? Because you're basically definitely, Carlos's is definitely father six. now. So right. so he can six. talk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, He's got- and
3: Paul, you, Paul, you've been a sub subject uh, topic of a conversation on past episodes, so. We we're glad you're on the show, on the show with us
1: today. Well, I, I gotta be honest and take this opportunity to say I appreciate y'all having me on. And definitely I've been a I've been a listener as well because as E just mentioned, you know, we go way back with my brother, you know, um my man K Dog, you know, I, since we first met, it's always been love. You know, I call him what I call him, but it's all love, you know. I know he's a yep. ninja. <laughs> and, and, Manny digit, and, and Manny Digital, since the first day we met, you know, we was on the screens hitting it hard. Screeds? But, but Great. All, joke, all jokes aside, I appreciate y'all letting me get on here and speak on fatherhood. It's something that's important to me. It's part of my life for for more than half of what I'm, my age is now. I've been a father. And everything you guys have said has been awesome, you know. I, obviously, I agree and I disagree. But that's part of life is what, is what makes us, you know, the world go round.
2: But wait, Paul. Before you get into what you agree or disagree with, I do want to say also that in our in the CHP Crazy Hood Crew, Paul was the 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 first one in the immediate crew to to have a a kid, you know, to have a child. And and what age were you when you had Kiara?
1: Kiara was born on July second, and I turned twenty one on August second.
2: Wow. Mm, right. So, so you know, and, and for us that that was a big deal as a crew. You know, it, we you know we felt damn. It felt like you were younger. sixteen when you had her, man. To be honest with you,
1: you not know, twenty-one. So it's older. Her, her, yeah, her mother and I. You know, her mother was sixteen and I was seventeen when we first got together. Oh, I thought you were about so we to.
0: <laughs> Yo, son, I was. thought <laughs> no, we were about we, to lose all, all potential we sponsorship. For, <laughs> we got together at a
1: young age, so it gives you a young you know, heart.
2: Right, right. You're young at
3: heart. <laughs> hey, Paul. So, when you had your first daughter, were were you and uh, the mom were you guys living together, or had it? What was the dynamic there?
1: Um, I mean, we were living in each other's parents' houses. You know, I was with my mom and my pops, and she was with hers. Um, we she was born. We got married in January because at that time I want, I had the I had the common sense to say. Let me try and make her, you know, uh, official. Let me me make her honest. So we got married in January and the baby was born in July. So we moved in to an apartment like that, that, that June, you know, that June, July. So she was born into an apartment that we had.
2: Paul, you got to give the the hip hop story to, to the day
1: that Kiara was born, how that went down. But that was that's classic, you know, for me and for CHP, because, you know, we were doing mixtapes, we were doing the parties, we were doing the, the shenanigans, and then we actually had a show. It was like our first real show. I mean, not technically... We performed before, but this is like an Let's actual talk about our group club and The alliance that we had—it yeah. was a group that we had. It was—it was, it was, it was yeah—it was the group that we had with EFN spinning. It was Hector and Draining and myself, but we was on stage and we did the whole rehearsal. We were ready to rock the show, you know. At the time, you know, um, the girl's mom was pregnant and she was ready to go any moment. And then we get the call that she, you know, well, now we—I get the call that she's um. Ready, you know, who are we opening show. up for? That
2: was the important part. Like, who was it? It was an important show. That was the, the
1: boot camp click or the helter skelter. I think it was boot camp click. Yeah, I think, I it, was think cool. it was a welcome, it was um Smith Wesson, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And DJ Callie was DJing, and Crazy was DJing, DJ. yeah. And the Fan was DJing, and then we was performing. So, we did a rehearsal my you know, she's in the hospital. We all finding out, you know, it's crazy, it's happening right now. The baby's born. And when the baby's born, you know, everybody was you know, celebrating. We all happy and then, you know, here comes all ready to fuck shit up, right? So I have to tell her, hey, I gotta do a mic check. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so,
1: so that's the way that's the way my family fatherhood. That's the way my fatherhood started. With His the baby fatherhood being born. journey
0: you you started you started with that. a smack in the face
3: and so yeah how how when when did your wife uh, forgive you after <laughs> how long did that take well
1: the thing the, the thing with her is you know and i and i've been lucky with with the women that i've been with they know how much i'm about it and they re, and they and they respect me for the passion of it so at that time you know her her mom was upset but she was like she already knew you know she was a she trooper was kind, kind of c- yeah yeah, she was. She, pre- you know, we've been prepped for it. She knows we was rehearsing. She knows I was out there recording, rehearsing. So when I told her, I said, you know, today was the day to. We can't let mess up our first show. But I'm here for the baby. So, I I was able to balance it by staying with her. The baby was secure. The baby was was wrapped, in 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 the swaddling stage. You know, the the food was there. She was sleeping. Everybody was calm. Now, eat. we got we got to do the mic check. So then we go through the mic take. I said, I promise you I'll return immediately. So then we did the mic tag and then I returned, stayed with her the whole afternoon, the whole night. Showtime was like at 10 o'clock. I we left, I left, left hospital like at 9, 15, 920, and went straight to the club. Did the show and then we you know we we stayed afterwards for the handshakes or whatever, and then I went back to the hospital. And that's the thing. Between me and the fatherhood and CHP, I've always been able to do CHP. And when everybody stays doing hip hop, is the way I call it. When everybody stays doing the hip hop, I go back home, you know, or whatever time. Not, not every time. I ain't gonna be, a, uh, uh, I ain't gonna be a liar, but I do get home. So when everybody falls asleep, I'm changing diapers, you know. I've been out all night, so now she gets asleep, and I change diapers, and I feed the food, and I feed the baby, and I do all the other father stuff. So, Paul, my sleeping sleeping hours is crazy. Yeah,
0: Paul, I got a question for you, bro. So when you was when we we had a conversation, I can't remember when it was a few months ago, and uh, you you had taken some issues with some of the stuff that I think maybe Kay had mentioned. I, I want to know Man, fatherhood beef. Yeah, oh, I want I want to hear what what oh, no, you was hot.
1: You know what? No, 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 I wasn't hot. I wasn't hot. But nah, son, you was hot. You <laughs> was hot. I, I remember. I'm listening to y'all, and 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 I know each one of you on one on one. So I'm listening. And I'm like, okay, I got to hear what he says, because if anybody is a fan, then a VFN being a father, there's nobody that's a bigger fan than me. You know, I've been applauding him and I've been high fiving him. And I'm happy that he's a father because he has seen me in the last 21 years deal with everything. And he's dealt, dealt it with me. So when he had a baby, I was happy. So anyway, my point is, I'm listening to the podcast. And then I hear this most outlandish story coming coming from Kay saying that he was sign language with his kids. I almost, I almost dropped my headphones. I said, what the fuck? I said, yo, I got to say something about this. I'm, I'm about to email him or something. But I held my composure, and I respect what you did with your son. I respect what you told what you what you've done? If you've done it, you've done it. I'm not in your household. But then I start to think about this, right? And I said, okay, I have one, two, three, four, four five, six. At five months old, sign language and potty training. I said, this is be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I said this. I said I don't know. I'm gonna have to talk to Kay about this because that got to be a monumental investment, and we got we need to patent this. We could be millionaires if we're <laughs> teaching sign language to five month olds. And it's his kid okay. learned
2: Cantonese at six months.
1: <laughs> I love it. When I heard that, I said, "Oh hell no! Okay, let me jot that down. That's one something I got to holler at him when I speak to him." Now, now remember, but, but, remember
3: the whole the five five months is the starting point. It's not like it, you know I started at five months and then the two days later he was you know <laughs> doing everything by himself. But it, that's the that's the starting point, and, and and then as you keep going, it gets better and
2: better. Well, I guess the important like, part is bruh. when does it get better? Like when is it officially no, it bro, worked? i b-
1: I believe you. I believe you, but my my <laughs> daughter, my youngest daughter, <laughs> is nine. Is gonna be nine, and I, her her sign language is me by the backslab. if she sense of herself. So I, I respect that. Child thing, Services is that. listening right <laughs> now. Nah, man, I'm in the system already, so I shouldn't worry. But that's said is off the chain. No, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things that y'all spoken about on the podcast that. I'm proud to hear, and I'm also have things to say, because about dealing with the music, I mean, I don't know if you guys have questions, but about dealing with how you showcase, exploit that music, if they're listening to this, if they speak on that, if they know when to not say the curse words in the songs, and all of that is dope, and I and I agree with it, and like had mentioned, I love to teach my kids what I'm about and who their dad is, and it's gotten to the point where now they're Older, so they enjoy it more, but now they remember how it was when they were young, and they love they love the culture they love the music, so it was dope it was dope to just speak on that point when you guys touched on that subject that that was something that that I thought was really dope
3: hey e or manny episode or two ago we were you were talking about um something that was bothering the hell out of paul or recent something that was recent with his daughter I think it was the oldest daughter.
2: Do you remember did
3: it have something that about it oh about bothering. oh was it about the boyfriend, right oh no, it was, not, it was
2: about it was about um the the third youngest out of the first three, yes, yes, um, okay, well, I mean,
1: you don't have to get into details if you don't want to, but just no, I'm not i mean they they actually listened to the podcast, I put' them on a couple of days ago, and I think they sat down and binged it like Netflix and this uh everything. <laughs> You know, but um, I don't hide nothing from my kids, and that's one thing that I learned also. And I respect you guys. I know Kay's Kid is 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 young, and and Manny's oldest is thirteen, I think, if, if I if I know correct. S- subtract so two. Don't we
0: win the ballpark.
1: I don't right. I don't hide anything, and that's something that I learned growing up in Jersey. You know, you can't. Hide them, whatever mask you use, even if you try to, you know, control your temper, shit happens, life happens, and as a family, you grow together. So, I've never ever hit anything if I can't. I'm not a hypocrite. So, if I tell them don't smoke weed, but then they're listening to me on Family Podcast One, smoking while I'm doing an interview, obviously, I don't explode it, and I'm not a bad father because, you know, you got to learn how to balance it. But with my third daughter, her name is Alia, you know, I go. it's, it's obvious that my daughters are going to be, you know, approached. I look at it like I'm blessed that they're beautiful. I'm blessed if they're not beautiful, but I'm blessed that my daughters are cute, right? They're pretty. So it's obvious that dudes are going to holler. I take that in consideration because I expect it. When I was their age, I was hollering at everybody. You know, that's how life is. So when she tells me she has a boyfriend to get to the question, I was like, no, you don't. (laughs) and then she was like no i'm just calling to let you know you know i have a boyfriend i said no you don't that's not the way you approach the con that's not the way you bring it to me and then she was like no you know i I know mom mom said you was gonna get mad no no no. so you guys all have a misconception of what daddy's is gonna blow his top off and just be a volcano i said that's not the way it works daddy has been giving you guys open communication since the day you were born open communication is a two-way street i listen as much as i speak to you so I thought our conversation level was open where you can tell me a boy hollered at me. or oh, I met a guy. Because you know, I don't want to really throw it out there, like, you know, a boy hollered at me. I met a kid. You know, he asked me for my phone number. I went through it with my first daughter. I went through it with my second daughter. You know, I always ask, how was school today? Any boys talking to you? Any boys trying to talk to you? How's the girls? How's the teachers? I asked all the questions. So if I ask the questions, you're supposed to say, well, this is one boy that you know asked real nice to me, or he said I'm pretty, or he asked me for my phone number. That's the, that's the process. So you didn't let me know that you were going through a process. You just ended up at the at the result and said I got a boyfriend. No, you don't, because you never spoke to me about it. <laughs> you know we have to go through this together. The conversation is, is mutual. I I know you're three thousand miles away in New York, and I'm in Miami, so it's not like I could just pull up and let, let me say let me talk to everybody and let me meet this kid. <laughs> But if you're going to tell me you got a boyfriend, I'm upset because you didn't tell me you met somebody. You didn't tell me you exchanged phone numbers. You didn't tell me. And I expect that. So if I tell you I love you and I give you birthday gifts and Christmas gifts and I give you hugs and kisses and I give you good news, I expect everything back just the same. So then you didn't give it to me, I feel like I was robbed from that process of you growing and experiencing something new. So... So are that's, you? That's so, the way I, I dealt with it.
0: So, Paul, is your is your issue really more around the communication of it, or like you felt like you had a say in the
1: situation? Um, communication, communication. Yeah. I got to be real. You know, I don't. I can't. I could tell them anything I want to tell them. They're <clears throat> three thousand miles away. You know, um, I have to say that now that I have this opportunity, my oldest daughter is in college. She's in Rutgers University. So when she went through middle school and she went through high school and she went through college and now she's graduating next year, you know, the communication is open and she, she got it. So we speak about everything. And that goes to another one of the fatherhood um, episodes where you guys talk about menstrual cycles. Ah, gonna, uh, can, I was going to bring that up you know, for Manny. You need to help Manny out, man.
3: Yeah. Help Manny man yeah, up the on way, this one. <laughs> on. Man,
1: um, I, 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 when I listened to that podcast, I said to myself, Manny, your wife. <laughs> Takes the drive, takes the steering wheel. She she's riding that that car, but you have to be in it because you you don't know how much good you're doing for your daughter's confidence and trust in your relationship communication by being involved. You feel me? So Mm -hmm. if you steer away from it because you're just like, oh, that's disgusting. I want to talk about it. That's natural because I did that too for every single one of them. But then after. A couple months, I say, hey, you know, how do you feel? Does it is it really achy the way they say? Is it really cramped? Is your moods really swing? So the question I can't ask the mom, the question I can't ask my wife, I mean, obviously, the women we know, but as a girl, her daddy's her her, her everything. Mm-hmm. So if you open up that that consoling part of the relationship, that comforting, you know, you nurture them when your baby's like Eric is doing right now with his baby. He picks her up. He nurtures. He goo-goo-ga-ga and all of that. But when they're older and they're kids, you really could put your arm around it and be like, you know, how do you feel? And that is the best thing a daughter can ever have. So you have to open up that that line of communication. It's a is a must and it's a blessing. No. You I'm, get it later. I'm, the only,
0: I'm definitely you go, I'm definitely or just that go guy. buy her what she needs too. Yeah. 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 I mean see yeah, that's the kind then of
2: thing. You,
3: you can't you can
0: say ill around her though. not Nah, think. nah. Cause well, make her so
1: more jokingly. Yeah, nah. I got jokingly made. they would be like, but... Daddy, I need pads. Can you go to Target with me? i will be like, Listen, slow down, slow down.
0: Slow nah, down. see, I would. That's something I would do. That's not nothing for no, me. No, I do
1: it too, but I got to say, it's just a jab. Oh, thing.
0: to to clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, Daddy, I, I, need, I need size. Listen, listen, listen. Write it down on a piece of paper and I'll take <laughs> it with don't tell me nothing.
3: Hey, Paul, before I forget, so you mentioned the, your daughter's being 3,000 miles away. So. You've got the three girls from your ex-wife, right? And and yes. what? At what age did they did did they leave Miami and go to the East Coast?
1: Um, it's
2: been a back and forth well, process in terms of them yeah, moving around. Kind of, I, guess the gen-
3: but... I guess the
2: general.
1: I guess the general question. Yeah,
2: I guess the general
3: question what? is like how how did that affect you? And just because you know, I mean, just the thought of like not having that daily interaction with your kids that seems like it's that that's a tough one to deal with bro that's like that's
1: like losing that's like losing your your favorite sneakers your wallet and your keys for years and you never have it back you know you know <laughs> when they when they when they moved they moved out of Miami and they went to Pembroke Pines i went to Pembroke Pines i moved i went and got an apartment in Pembroke Pines a month after they moved to North Carolina Mm. Then when they were in North Carolina, they came back, but they came back to Fort Pierce. Then that's a three-hour ride every weekend. And then from when I finally got them situated, I was able to swing them back to Miami. So within these ages, my oldest was eight. And when they went to North Carolina, she was 11. And then when they came back to Fort Pierce, she was uh, 12. And then when they came back to Miami, she was 13. And then went to New York when she was 14. Mm. So my mm. daughter, my daughter in every middle school year and elementary, she was in a different school every single grade. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's tough. That's tough, you know, for everybody, you know, and I'm living in inefficiency. So it's not like I could help. So it was a it was a hard process. You know, it was a lot to deal with. And on top of that, working because the child support. And on top of that, CHP because I didn't want to give up hip hop. You know, right. he he told I, I I heard he say, he don't know how the fuck I do it. Because it's crazy. And I took that as a compliment because it's not easy. But he, he knows he knows that I will show up to the studio or to the office on Wednesdays. And while everybody's doing the thing and we're I fell asleep on the couch. And there were times where he would kick the couch or he would kick my leg and be like, wake up, nigga, go home. I didn't want to go home because if I go home, I'm missing out on my hip hop. Hmm. that's I needed it even though I was sleeping I know I could wake up I'm still there but then I go home I go to work and so forth so on so the kids moving out that was a big shot that was a big blow that took me a while to uh you know you can't wake up every day to kids and then wake up to to strangers cause you're living in somebody's house in the efficiency so that was that was, that was crazy
2: yeah when, when when his daughters moved it was even tough I could not imagine how tough it was for him being the father it was tough on me as the godfather because I would I would pick them up every you know every so often at school and stuff and then when they you know when the mother decided to to leave you know we were all just crushed we're like how can you know this is how can this be the right decision but ultimately I think what he was mentioning was the moving around so much yeah at, at least they've had the chance to st- be stabilized in New York and 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 all the girls are doing really
1: well and and you know all- yeah I would I never bash her mom. I don't badge their mom anymore. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't badge the mom between. You know, we got divorced. We got married in '97, and we got divorced in '02. You know, oh. so within that time period, I didn't agree with a lot of her decisions and moving, but I understood that she was trying to be the the, the head of households and yeah, much she much for opportunity. Got it. exactly always looking for something better, always looking for striving better. You know, I didn't know till they were in high school that they ate ramen noodles for two, three months straight every Who's day. Who's ramen? You know? <laughs> you mean ramen, ramen noodles? <laughs> that's
2: ramen's brother, his <laughs>
3: older brother. <laughs> Those are the, that's the cheaper you know, they, brand Raymond's
1: of ramen noodles. Spicy
3: shrimp one. <laughs> that's, that's the exclusive but, um, brand. <laughs>
1: but, I, but, I, but I knew what they were going through. So, you know, at the end of the day, that, the only thing that really gave them was a strong mental uh, you know, focus because they can go into any room and, and adapt. They can go to anybody and meet new people because every year they were in a new class or they were meeting new people. So they've been able to not really be dependable on anybody. They have certain friends that are forever friends, but I always told them, as you said, you guys are sisters. You guys are your own friends. Hmm. People in school are just classmates. Learn that difference. There's classmates, classmates. Classmates, your sisters are your friends forever. So they kind of like really held on to that and they listen. So we're blessed on that part.
3: So once they got settled uh, up in the East Coast in Jersey, right? Jersey?
1: They're in New York. They're in New York. Okay.
3: So so once they got settled up there, how did you have like a consistent amount of times throughout the year that you would go visit or they come visit or how did you, how were you able to keep? kind of communication and just keep that bond with them being so far away
1: um telephone calls every day i would have an entire conversation with one and then be like okay mama good night I love you let me talk to your sister and then i would have the exact same conversation with two all right, mom. Good night. Love you. Talk to them. I told you. sister. Then I'll have the same exact conversation with three. Obviously, you know, you switch the questions because of the age. But every day I spoke to all three of them. Every day I spoke to all three of them, and I would speak to mom. And 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 I would, you know, I would have to reference some things to their mom. But as far as seeing them, we never did that weekend thing, you know, because I was at the house at all times when they were in the area. But when they moved to New York, it was it was it was official. I did them summers i get them Christmas. And then when you know when she would fuss and say, you got them Christmas last year, I want them Christmas this year, then i get them Thanksgiving. And then I, I got to get them for one or the other at the end of the year, but the summers is 100% mine. And that worked. That worked until my daughters actually started getting involved in their own little careers, and now they had to do a summer um you know, camp or, in camp of education. or yeah Exactly. That's what I mean. They started doing internships or they started doing this or, you know, they started being involved in some type of course for college prep. So I wouldn't get them three months. I'd get them two mm. or then had to stay for softball practice. And then instead of getting them two months, I get them one, you know, so I'm like, I'm not mad because you guys are busy, but just know that this is daddy's time, you know, and then I get my sisters and my, my brothers and everybody wants a piece of them. And when they come even down here to Miami, you know, even everybody like, yo, can, you know, can I take him out to dinner? And the schedule's always off because I'm greedy. I'm jealous. I'm selfish. And I want my daughters only to myself because <laughs> I don't have them all year long. So, you know, I wouldn't say this blatantly because I'm not a jerk. You know, but if Eric's like, you know, can I take him out to E? I'll like, yeah, for sure. You know, we'll set it up so we can take him out because they love E. They love their godfather. And and E would be like, what about Saturday? And then I'd be like, right, I'll let you know. But But then Saturday something pop up and I want them. So i am like, yo, eat, let's do it next week. And the same thing with everybody, yo, can a girl sleep over? Can a girl sleep over? And I'm like, listen, I know everybody loves you, <laughs> but I'm the jealous, I'm a jealous dad and I don't see you all year long, you know, so I need that. So, so hey, when
3: you, go ahead,
1: go one, ahead. One, but,
3: one, last, one last question. Maybe yeah. before, so, so when you get them for the summertime, say, or after, after not seeing them for a chunk of months, and then you guys are finally face to face, is there, any au- is there any awkward, like readjustment mm. period happening there between
2: w- either you or them? I don't think. So. I mean, I, from the outside looking, at it doesn't seem like it.
1: No, no. You know, referring back to your episode with, um, with, um, what was the, with um, what's his name, um, term-, term, terminology? Oh, term, term. yeah, term, uh-huh. yeah. You know, he said that he goes out on tour and then he comes back, and you know, even Manny said that when he goes out, you know, they, they, they turn, they tend to adapt. The, the absence, you know, and it worked out for me. Where I would speak to them constantly. So if I had a conversation with them every single day, and you know, when they're flying in, the conversation just keeps going. Obviously they're taller. Obviously they're, you know, they're growing into young women. So as daddy, one of my things that worked out for me was never changing me. You know, when they were young and we were separated, I would tell them, listen, girls. I'm not going to ever get mad at you. I'm never going to discipline you. If you act really out of hand, I'm going to smack you in the back of the head. But that goes across the line to my son and everybody. You know, I can't, I'm not going to beat you. I'm not going to smack you. I'm not going to yell at you, uh, you know, because I don't see you. Mm -hmm. So I don't want our visits to be, Oh, daddy was disciplined. Oh, daddy yelled at me because I don't see you. So every visit, I I was consistent. And that's another thing that you guys spoke about one time is being consistent when you don't have them. So when they are here, they know daddy's taking them out to the dinner. They know daddy's taking them to the movies. You know, Christy, you know, love the girls. And it's always been consistent. So I never changed that. Now, when they act a little crazy, you know, you're smacking them back in the head and then I tell them, now you're making me smack you because now I have to be a father. I could be, that's something that I told Aliyah about her boyfriend. I said, I'm a cool dad, but you guys take it to where I'm so cool. You guys forget that I have to discipline you. And when I have to discipline you, now you're upset at dad, but it's okay because I'm a father. So I have to discipline you when when it's according, when when I have to. But I want you to know that I could be a cool dad too. So let's just not ever, we can't cross that line because then when we cross that line, daddy has to be daddy. I can't be your friend no more. So they always understood that. stayed consistent with it, and it worked out. You know, um, I think one thing, Paul, oh, real
2: real quick. I think one thing that's been really cool, and it ties a lot of this together, is that also the the with the consistencies part is that his family unit is 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 very close. There's no, I don't see any discrepancy between the siblings that aren't from the same mother. You know, like like they all love each other the same. The, you know they come over here, and you just see them all really tight, and 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 Paul's helped to create that environment where it's just one family. It's not a separated family. So, so that I actually like
0: that actually segues into kind of what I wanted to ask Paul, which is you've got you basically got two two family constructs, right? So you've got your your first three daughters from from that you know your ex wife, then you've got two kids from like two kids. Your your kids I'll biological say, right? And biological stuff, right from your your current wife, and then I believe she has a son that right. you brought into the into the relationship. So you you've, right, you've right, got right. you've got basically like three different things happening as as far as family goes. And and to your credit, like E said, and I've heard this a lot from all your friends. Like the, it's all like one, and like to be able to pull that shit off, like how do you do it? Because that seems really difficult.
1: Well that's that's an easy answer that's an easy answer you know the whole the whole it takes a village is real you know um the the moms it's, the, it's not it's not daddy because daddy's cool as dad you know i listen to hip-hop and i'm cool as dad and i make you laugh and i cook food and you know we all go out the moms yeah the moms make it work you know their mom and the relationship with my wife that bond is serious. And it's just and it goes back and it goes with the father also. Like when I met, you know, my stepson's father for the first time, you know, the respect of his baby mama slash my wife, you know, um, the respect of for her, we didn't act like assholes towards each other. So the respect for me, my ex wife and my wife don't act assholes because they know that I'm a good father and I'm trying to do something. And the same goes with my ex wife and, and and her and her man. You know we have a distant relationship, but we have a mutual respect, so he's been with my daughters almost fourteen fifteen years
2: well that was a little that so one was it, a little bumpier though paul let's just
1: be honest yeah it, it, it was it was a it lot wasn't, that was a smooth
2: sailing and,
1: no well, you know to touch on that, it goes with communication because when we split up okay let me let me touch on something that might be a little risky. My daughter might be upset about this right <laughs> um when we split up. One thing that I said to myself was, "I'm well, I'm divorced now. I'm single. You know, I got married at 20. I'm divorced at 26. So I'm single now. So I get to do what I feel like doing. And the same goes for her as well, right? But the thing is that when she was single again and she was meeting friends and meeting dudes and dating and her sister moved in with her for a little while and she was meeting friends, you know, dudes would come to the house to visit, quote unquote. Mm. Daddy... Daddy was in his efficiency or at or at grandma and grandpa's house, but they never met anybody. From all the females that I came across after my divorce, my daughters never met man n- nobody. But when I got with Christy, me and Christy hit it off so well, and I knew it was going to be forever with her. They, I introduced them to Christy. So your, your current wife, just, right?
0: Yeah. Yes, yes my yeah, current wife.
1: So let's put it in perspective for the listeners in the three and a half in the three and a half years. Yes, for the listeners, sorry, you know, baby, for three for the three and a half years that we were single, the girls on mom's side, you know, they met they made friends. They met mom's friends. They met their aunt's friends. But but for the f- dad's side, they only met one person, and I'm and I'm still with that one person. So mm-hmm. they saw mom with dad, and then they saw Christy with dad. So that bond has always been solid, and they love Christine. And then I bring in Carlos, which is my stepson, and then Donovan's born, then Madison's born, and they're like, Daddy, stop having kids. And I'm like, Nah, we need to have a bigger dinner table. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we need to do it. We feed five, we feed eight. Fuck it. He, he told me he was pregnant. E have another one. Have two more. And you crazy. Hector. Hector had one, have two. Hector had two, had three. He had three, have four. He had four, have five. He's like, Nah, fuck that. I got to stop. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like the more to Maryland, man. Let's do it.
0: I'm with you bro I'm trying to push 4th I've been saying this guy think to
1: the Marlies over here <laughs> you, know you know what's funny you know what's funny that I listened to another podcast that you guys spoke about that and was like we got one and it, and we good and and there's nothing wrong with that you know you get a puppy you get a little brother whatever the kids may be but this is this is not to put nothing on your son you know I love him like if he was mine okay? but every single kid that I know with no brothers, no sisters, you know, like E, like Garcia, yo, they be jerks at times, man. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's just that it's just that since they had nobody to bump into or to rub elbows with or to push each other in the backseat of the car or to snatch each other's toys and didn't have nobody to do that with, it's always just been one train, one train track, just, just them, just them. So I, so I love when E says that he has a lot of brothers because he does. We grew up and we did a lot of shit but the elementary part of E he needed a little E he needed a little somebody to smack around he didn't have that. No, somebody elementary e? I'm just
3: e? E don't let your daughter grow up to be a jerk man. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, I'm gonna make that a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Wait last time I spoke to E he said he was gonna get it done and have a second one he ain't doing it yet. Guy, what do you give him? Give me a second, bro. He's getting over a cold. (laughs) (laughs) Let my soldiers come back um, into the (laughs) fray. You know, I listened to the Bumby episode and and he was he didn't even sound like a he didn't even sound like a musician, like an artist. He was speaking straight like a like a father slash grandfather. And I and I respected that maturity in him and I was like, This is a totally different side of Bumby that that is dope. And that made me say to myself, which is also a reference to what I told Aliyah when she had that, you know, boyfriend conversation with me is, and I had an issue with my stepson, you know, because he's going to be 21. And I got we met when he was six, you know, so I've been with him for many years. And I said, let me tell you guys something. It's easy to be a parent now because we had kids at a young age. So as you guys were growing up, we had more kids. Yes, you know, it's things that happen. So we're better parents to our younger kids because we learned from our older kids. But now that you guys are young adults and you guys are 20s and 19s and 18s and 21s, now you guys are young adults. Now we're new parents again because mm. now we're new parents to young adults. So we don't know how to be a parent to a young adult. Mm. We're professionals to the kids. You know, That's We deep, know what to do. Yo, you know, what?
0: C- can I interrupt you for a second, Paul? You're killing with the you know D- how, Yeah, definitely. You, you know how they call you weird thoughts? Yo, they, they haven't yeah. been that many weird thoughts in this conversation,
1: so you're nah, welcome. No, I'm nah, calling been you deep, nah, calling deep funny, thoughts. When you know, I talk about kids, you know, when I talk about being a dad, you know, my dad taught me how to be a dad, and God bless him. You know, I love him. You know, he, he's still alive. I didn't mean to say it like that, but, you know, we, I'm the youngest of five. I have an older brother, three older sisters. So I've been around women. I saw my, my sisters have friends come over. I saw my sisters with boyfriends. I saw them crying in the room. You know, like I've seen all that. So when I had daughters, you know, I was like, I don't I don't want them to be like my sisters or go through what my sisters went through. So when my dad, I saw my dad maybe twice a week because he had worked in the morning and he had a night job and then he had whatever. So when daddy was home, he was cooking or he was taking us to um, sporting events. And I shit stuck for the rest of my life. So when my kids are home, I'm cooking or I'm taking them to sporting events. And and, it, and it's worked for me. Yeah. So when I speak about kids, it's something that's that's lifelong. Hip hop could finish tomorrow. You know, E could be mad at me one day, be like, fuck you, Paul, don't be my friend no more. And I'm like, fuck it, we're too old, but fuck it, I don't want to be your friend either. You know like we, we get to that point, but the kids ain't going nowhere. No matter how far I push them away or how far they push me away, we're not going nowhere. We're family forever and we're stuck. And that's something that I taught, I, I taught them also. So, you know, when I get to the young adult part, I blew everybody's mind when I said that. I said, I'm a, I'm a professional parent to an, <laughs> elementary, to an elementary kid, but I'm not a, I don't know how to be a parent to a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. So make it easy for me to help you be a young adult and be a mature adult. If you want to be a jerk now that you're 20 years old and you want to run the streets and come home late at night, I got to check you, dog. Not because I'm being a hypocrite because I know I did it, but just because when I was out there doing it, there's things out there that is not fun. So help me help you be a parent. Help me help you be a young adult. And then the family can grow together and we can make it work. So, you know, I told that to my to Aliyah, I told that to Carlo, and I told that to Kiara two years ago when she wanted to go to a camping trip in the Pocono's with her her boyfriend at the time and another couple. I said, No 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, You don't know Michael Myers is out there and shit. Halloween is real right? <laughs>
2: yeah, It's real adulting of you. <laughs> That's the <a> way to <laughs> Hey Michael he, Myers is out there. Throw the gremlin while you at was it. Like, well,
1: hey he's but learning then how to be me, a young my adult. My daughter had me shit. with the knowledge. Okay. My daughter was like Daddy, I'm letting you know. I could have not told you and just gone. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in school. She's in Rutgers. She's in college. Gotcha. She's doing a thing. She's in a fraternity because it's a co-ed, right? So it, she's in her fraternity. A sorority. She's a vice president. No, no, no. I, I now they have a the co-ed fraternities. It's a oh, co-ed fraternity. Oh. Yeah. With sorority members. And she got nominated two months ago as vice president of the fraternity. Off the chain. So now that she's doing all of that, she still calls the old man, even though I'm 43. She calls the old man and be like, Daddy, can I go? it'd be okay if I go over the weekend with my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. This is two that's, years ago. Though. And I was like, cool nah, 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 that. nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that open communication. And I'd be like, nah, my mom, my mama, help help, me out, help me out. Don't make me go through that right now. You don't make me say no. She, I'm like, I know you can do it. I don't know if your boyfriend's vis- visiting you while you're in the dorm in college. I don't know that, but I have to live with that. But don't make me live knowing you in the Poconos in the weekend and the fireplace. You're killing me. Don't let me do that, you know? So... So, you know, she didn't go out of respect. And I and I gotta love them for that. And I gotta give more later because I took more this time. You feel me? That's dope. But um
3: So so we're gonna basically
2: we need to have Paul as a reoccurring guest. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, you need to come back, Paul. We're we're actually gonna end it on that note right now. But and we need we need to also get into because one of the things and not today, but we gotta get into it, Paul. Where Paul his other kids oh, he's so He's so involved in in their in sports with them and coaching them. And they're they're great kids as well. Like, you know, very proud of you, Paul. As your friend, I'm proud of you for, for your fatherhood
1: journey, man. Right. I appreciate yeah. it, man. I appreciate it. Yo, Donnie and Maddie, you know, they, they're young. They're 12 and 8. But they're experiencing a lot, seeing their, their older siblings. And, and, and they see all the stuff that we do. And they see EFN. They see Eric on TV. And they're like, oh, my God. Everybody goes nuts because they see, and you know it's all love. I res- I respect all that. I tell them and, they know everybody's name. They know they know Kay's name. They know Manny's name. So it's funny because I involve everybody. You know I don't I don't I don't shy shit from nothing. You know, hey, and that's the difference.
3: Hey, Paul, I'm gonna um, make sure to s- I'm, look out in the mail. I'm gonna send. I'm sending you that uh, sign language potty <laughs> training book for your next kid. Yo, 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 you know what? You know what? I need you to for
1: send your next that one to me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you're working on hey, another hey, one. And I love the fact, and I love the fact, I love how you guys end your podcast. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, gosh, we just man, end it. How, how
0: do we end it? <laughs> you
1: guys, e- you guys, gotta... you guys never end it. It just stops. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <They're supposed laughs> like, All right, cool, cool, cool. They're supposed That's to be. I'm I'm like, what the it's fuck unexpected, just like fatherhood sometimes. <laughs> All right. Basically. Nice.
1: That's the dope. That's his dope. I on that
2: note. Right. Hey, Kay, you know what to say. Indeed, we Please. are. Out of here.